Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 701 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 139a in Aramaic and in English. I'm going to just jump right in today. I'm starting one word before the end of 138b where I left off yesterday, where it says utchelet uh, and blue. <clears throat> Utchelet da ihu tchelet dead seat seat. Tchelet da ihu korsaya. Raza de tefila de yad. Tchelet da ihu korsaya. De dining bedine in fashohot. Begin de eat korsaya de dining bedine. Mamonot ve eat korsaya de dining bedine in fashohot. Vealda kol gvanin, tavin lechelma, bar gaven techelet, begin de yinda de hanish mate salka bedina, vechad nish meta salka bedina, gufa it dan, le ishtetza abar de itstrich, ahuhel chelma, rachamim sagiin. Blue. Exodus 25.4, blue of tzitzit, blue is the throne, mystery of phylactery of the hand. Blue is the throne from which capital cases are judged. For there is a throne from which civil cases are judged, and a throne from which capital cases are judged. Consequently, all colors bode well in a dream, except the color blue. Since one realizes that his soul is being arraigned in judgment, and when the soul is judged, the body is sentenced to destruction, that dream needs great mercy. Footnote 245 in Exodus 25, the color techelet actually refers to a violet or bluish purple dye ex- extracted from the gland of the murex trunculus snail. In Numbers 1538-40, the Israelites are commanded to make tzitzit, a tassel, on the hem of their garments to entwine and to entwine a thread dyed with techelet in the tassel. Eventually, this commandment evolved into the requirement of a special garment with tassels or fringes attached to its four corners. Here, the color blue symbolizes Shekhinah, who is also identified with the throne upon which sits King Tiferet and the phylactery of the hand. The phylactery of the head symbolizes Tiferet. Shekhinah conveys the strict power of Deen, Judgment, or Gavula, so she is identified specifically with the seat or throne from which capital cases are judged. According to Brachot 57b, all kinds of colors bode well in a dream except blue. Rabbi Elazar understands this to mean that the color blue informs the dreamer that his soul is being judged and that his body may be sentenced to destruction. Here, Tchelet, blue, is linked with the root Kala, Kaf, Lamed, He, to destroy. Da il corsa dictiv be Eshmit la cahat venogalo saviv. Begin the avdin be krihin letsitsit. Vehad nogalo it had dal gaven yarok gaven kalti. Mehushata ve eler ishtere zaman le kriachma. The ha ishtane gaven tichla. Mikma de Hava, Uvegin Kach Asir Lemedan, Dine Nefashot Balaila, 
בגין דשלטה ארוכה ונתיכלה באהוז ימנה, ואית יהיב רשור למחטף נפשה בלא משפט, דהמשפט לה שלטה באהוז ימנה. Blue is the throne of which is written a flashing fire and a radiance surrounding it, Ezekiel 1.4, because with it windings are wound for tzitzit, and when it attains a radiance it turns green, the color of leeks. From that moment begins the time of reciting Shema, since the color blue changes from what it was. Therefore it is forbidden to... to try capital cases at night because the color blue rules at that time and permission is granted to snatch a soul without justice since justice does not rule at that time. Footnote 246, blue is the throne on the association of Tchelet with the throne. See the quotation from Sifre at the end of the preceding note. The context in Ezekiel is the prophet's description of the divine chariot throne moving through heaven. The full verse reads, I looked and hear a stormy wind coming from the north, a great cloud and flashing fire and a radiance surrounding it, and from within it like the color of amber from within the fire. Here, the passage apparently refers, reflects the following custom of winding the tzitzit. One inserts four threads through the holes in the, corners of the gar- in the four corners of the garment. Three of these threads are white, and one longer thread is dyed tchelet, or three are white, and the longer one is half white and, di- and half dyed tchelet. The white thread, or the half white, sorry, or, or the white half of the longer thread is wound around the other threads. Then the blue thread, or the blue half of the longer thread, is wound around the other threads close to the winding with the white thread. The threads are then tied, completing one section. Two more sections are formed by winding with only the blue thread. A fourth section is formed by winding with the blue thread, and finally, once with the white thread. Rabbi Elazar interprets Eish Miklakachat, Flashing fire as alluding to the winding of the blue thread. According to Rabbi Eliezer, Brachot 1-2, the morning Shema can be recited as soon as one can distinguish blue between blue and leek green. Here Rabbi Eliezer explains this on the basis of the transformation of Shekhinah's color and quality as her time approaches to unite with Tiferet. Their union is stimulated and celebrated by Israel's reciting Shema. According to Sanhedrin, for one, capital cases must be tried during the day. Here Rabbi Elazar explains this on the basis of Shekhinah's blue color, color blue, which rules the night, imbuing it with harsh judgment that could doom a soul to injustice. During the day, ruled by Mishpat, justice symbolizing Tiferet, the soul is guaranteed a fair hearing. Back to the text. Back to the Aramaic. Kad ate tzafra ve'it al yemina dila'ila nafikahu nehora umate ad hai tchelet ve'ishtane mikmad ahava uchden shalta alei ve'it dabak be'kursaya achra bikdusha me'ahishata ve'elech zimna likriyad shma ve'argaman da knufya de'chola kol gvanin kachala ve'tola ad shani כתיב שני וכתיב שנים דכתיב כי כל ביתה לבוש שנים אלא היו גוון דאיקרי שני 
דנתיר כל גבנין בי, וכל האי הוא שני ושנים, שנים קדקוהו בי כלילן כחדה, שני דנפיק מקורסיה אילאה דשאלתה עד תכלת מסיטרא דמינא, ודאיו אפוטרופוסא דישראל דכתיבי מיכאל שריכם. When morning arrives and the right above arouses, that light radiates and reaches this blue which changes from what it was. Then another throne reigns over it, cleaving to it in holiness. From that moment on is the time for reciting Shema. Purple, Exodus 25.4, gathering of all, all colors as one. Vitolat Shani, and worm of crimson, it is spelled, that's also Exodus 25.4, it is spelled Shani, and spelled Shanim, as is written, for all her household is clothed in Shanim, crimson, proverb 31.21. Well, this is the color called Shani, crimson, absorbing all colors. It is all Shani and Shanim. Shanim, when all are included within it as one. Shani, issuing from the supernal throne that reigns over blue from the right side. This is the guardian of Israel, of whom is written, Michael, your prince. Footnote 248, purple gathering of all. The color purple, which is a blend of several colors, corresponds to Tifelet, who blends the polar opposites, Chesed and Din. Alternatively, this color corresponds to all the archangels alluded to below. Tola'at dechele befume katola'at meoker kola ומתבל תולעת שני טרן גבנין כחדה דמין ושמאלה חיוור וסומק ושש בוצה איהו דשית חוטין מתחברן ודא איהו דכתיב בי וגבייתו חתרשיש ובאילן טרן כלילן טרן אחרנין ואיזים גבורן תתאי דלבל לכפיה על פנימאי וכל האיצטריך ואיצטריך למיהב דוכתא לכולה דהא מסיטרא דהאווה כאתיאן ואורות אלים מאדמים שיחו דטרן סיטרין דימין ושמאלה לכפיה בדוכתא אחרא ואורות תחשים סיטרא חדה אית דרבי גור סיטרא אחרא בחורבה ולבישובה ודא דחיוהו ואיקרא תחש Worm, whose power lies in its mouth, like a worm uprooting all, decomposing all. Worm of crimson, two colors as one, right and left, white and red. Vesheish and linen, Exodus 25.4, linen in which sheet six threads can join. This is the one of whom is written his body was chitarshish, like topaz, topaz, Daniel 2.6. And these two are included to others. And goat hair, Exodus 25.4, lower powers outside, protecting the inner ones. All is necessary. A place must be provided for all, since they derive from the side of gold. 
reddened ram skins, Exodus 25.5, drawn from two sides, right and left, to cover another place. Skins of Tchashim, this, there is one species that breeds within the other side in desolation, not inhabited land. This is pure and called Tachash. Footnote 249, Vetolad Shani, and Worm of Crimson, referring to a dye derived from the eggs of scale insects found on trees. The word Shani, Crimson, is spelled Shanim in the verse in Proverbs. Rabbi Elazar interprets this alternate spelling as if it were a plural form, indicating that all are included within it as one. The normal spelling Shani refers to a particular aspect of this Worm of Crimson when it emerges from, emerges, quote, from the supernal throne that reigns over blue from the right side, unquote. The right side is Chesed, who is linked with the throne of Tiferet, ruling over Shekhinah, blue. From Chesed issues the angel Michael, who guards Israel from all lurking foes and defends them verbally as well by pleading their case before God and demolishing accusations made against them. Thus Michael resembles the worm whose power lies in its mouth. Footnote 250, Worm of Crimson, two colors as one, perhaps implying that Michael combines the qualities of Chesed on the right, symbolized by white, and Gvula on the left, symbolized by red. Alternatively, this is a separate explanation, perhaps referring to Michael on the right and Gabriel on the left. Footnote 252 in goat hair, the roof covering of the tabernacle comprised four separate layers, linen, goat hair, ramskins, and uppermost tachash leather. The goat hair covering the linen symbolizes powers outside the divine realm that protect the inner holy powers. These outside forces must be provided a place and a measure of sustenance since they derive from the left side of the spherotic tree symbolized by gold and constitute part of the divine plan. Footnote 253, reddened ramskins symbolizing further outside powers which cover those represented by the goat hair. Footnote 254, skins of Tchashim, the exact meaning of Tchashim is uncertain. It may refer to yellow-orange tanned leather or to a specific animal, dolphin, dugong, narwhal, badger. In rabbinic literature, Tchash is identified as a pure kosher animal, either a type of unicorn an animal resembling a genet or another species. Here it is described as breeding in desolate locations which are associated with the demonic realm, and yet it retains a pure aspect. Back to the Aramaic. Basifra de Shloma Malka it go high Mizbah Hanachoshet de Kaamaran Razin Ila in de Ha Mizbah Adama Dich. Active Mizbach Adama Taaseli Veda Ihuraza Kidkaya Ut Nehoshet Kads Shaltin Turin Acharanin Veihi Its Tricha Lemezalon Its Deba Behai Gaven Lemezalon Veinun Turin Hoshet Veinun Hale Nehoshet Eat Meshach Minayu Hadamigo Hai Mizbeach Istlik bislik u akhra kden istalak at nun de ihi mizbeach kadisha ve ishtaalu khad ilin turen khoshat ve khad hahurukha istlik ve kiyume ikre tahash de ha istalak mine at nun ve hai it parash le khamaruhina kharanin ve ikrun Ufahi, Vealda, Ikrehahu, Amahad, Tahash, Kimada Adamal, Veet Tahash, Veet Maaha, 
ואינון הבו יד אי בהחיה דמשכנה דאיקרי על שמי הון ועצי שיטים אילן אינון רזין קדישין דאינון לוחי משכנה ואיקרון ברזה דלהון כתיב עצי שיטים עומדים וכתיב שרפים עומדים מכאן ולהלאה משיכו דמשך רבות קודשה לאמשכה עליהו אבני שוהם ואבני מילואים אילן אבני קודשה יסודי דמקדשה ברתיכין קדישין אילן הזדמנן ברכודיהו ליקר ולשבח בלבוש יקר לעינה כהנא תמן ולעד קראת חיסר שבטין ועל דעת חיסר אבנין כמד וכמוה In the book of King Solomon are supernal mysteries concerning this bronze altar that we have mentioned. For it is described as an altar of earth, an altar of earth shall you make for me, Exodus 20:21. And this is a fitting mystery, Nehoshet, bronze. When other mountains dominate and she needs to nourish them, she is tinged with this color to nourish them, and they are called mountains of bronze. From those bronze mountains flows a certain spirit from the midst of this altar, and as the altar ascends in another ascension, the letter Nun withdraws, holy altar. and the spirit of these mountains of bronze remains. When that spirit attains its own essence, it is called Tachash, since the letter Nun has withdrawn from it. This separates into many other spirits who are called similarly, and therefore that one nation was called Tachash, as is said, and Tachash and Ma'aka, Genesis 22-24, and they knew of this animal of the dwelling that is named after them. Footnote 255, in this ancient source, the bronze altar is associated with the altar of earth mentioned earlier in Exodus. Both terms allude to Shekhinah, who is symbolized by bronze and earth, and is also known as altar. When other powers, mountains, who control foreign nations, dominate, and Shekhinah needs to nourish them, she is tinged with the color bronze, and the mountains are named accordingly. A spirit originating in Shekhinah animates the mountains, though she herself, quote, ascends in another ascension, unquote, to unite with Tiferet. Her ascension is signified by the withdrawal of the first letter of Nechot. Choshet, Nun, so what remains is Tachash, which now designates the spirit animating the bronze mountains. The spirit separates into other spirits called by the plural form Tachashim, the term that appears here in Exodus 25. The name Tachash also applies to one of the foreign nations mentioned in Genesis, descended from Tachash, who was born to Reuma, the concubine of Abraham's brother Nahor. The people of this nation were familiar with the animal called Tachash, which was named after them. Back to the text. An acacia wood, Exodus 25.5. Those holy mysteries of the boards of the dwelling who are named for their mystery. It is written, acacia wood omdim, upright, Exodus 26.15. And similarly, seraphim omdim were standing, Isaiah 6.2. From here on, a stream of holy anointing oil to flow upon them. Footnote 256, the planks or frames of the tabernacle were made of acacia, which, which symbolizes the angels, known as seraphim. Rabbi Eliezer demonstrates this association by verbal analogy. The word omdim, standing upright, describes both the acacia wood used for the planks and the seraphim seen by the prophet Isaiah.
back to the text, carnelian stones and stones for setting, Exodus 25, 7, holy stones, foundations of the sanctuary and holy chariots. These are designated on their own for glory and praise in a precious garment where the priest would gaze and to evoke the 12 tribes, therefore 12 stones, as has been established. Footnote 257, these stones were to be engraved with the names of the 12 tribes and worn by the high priest on his ephod, a splendid apron, and in his breastpiece, a kind of pouch. Here they allude to 12 angels accompanying Shekhinah, who is symbolized by the sanctuary. The phrase designated on their own apparently refers to the fact that these stones merit their own separate verse, carnelian stones and stones for setting for the ephod and the breastpiece. The phrase where the priest would gaze probably alludes to the urim and tumim, the oracular device contained in the high priest's Breastpiece, see Exodus twenty eight thirty. That's it for today's reading. Take care.